Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. A book about a brown girl podcasting. I am obviously, obviously very in for that. Hannah Kahn carries on, follows Miss Hannah Kahn, a Canadian girl who is the daughter of Muslim Indian immigrants, and she is dealing with starting a podcast and trying to chase her dream of being on the radio while also working to save her family's slowly failing restaurant, Three Sisters Biryani Poutine, which love the name and of course like any good young adult I guess it's not young adult Hannah Khan's like new adult which I have been told new adult technically means like L. Kennedy but I think new adult means like 19 to 25 age range so anyways the point of that is to say Hannah is doing this all while falling in love and I really love this book it balanced being cute and fun and funny while also covering some deeper topics and it had brown representation which obviously I loved and it just it was so good I read it so quickly it was so lovely I had heard of it for a while and so I'm glad I finally got around to reading it and of course now to making an episode about it books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. Okay, so as always with a book, we are going to start with a little bit on the writing, and This one is Enemies to Lovers, which of course I love. Enemies to Lovers is one of the best tropes, and so I was very happy to see it here. Like I mentioned, Hannah has a podcast, and I love that, but another reason why it makes the book so fun is because we see transcripts of her podcast, and so that makes it really cool where it's like not mixed medium, but Whenever there's like transcripts of something or there's text or anything like that, it always makes it really fun and like breaks up the book in a unique way. Because the podcast transcript exists, we also see the comment section, which is where Hannah chats with Stanley P, which was always great and lovely and I loved having that. This writing section is going to be very random because I'm just kind of throwing in things that I liked. But I loved how the author compared the Business Owners Association meetings to Survivor. That was just iconic. I love Survivor. It's one of my favorite TV shows. So I loved seeing the comparison. And then right after I mentioned this writing section being very random, I have a genuine topic to talk about. The balance that this book brings because we have a really cute enemies to lovers, falling in love, but we also have racism and discrimination and the familial bonds and like how much do you owe your family 
And I love a book that can do both because I think that obviously there is merit to cute, fluffy rom-coms and there is merit to really deep, resonant books that are going to change the way you think of the world. But I think some of the best books can be the books that have this balance because it makes these deeper topics accessible. It puts them in a person that you love and this character that you have enjoyed seeing fall in love and like have all these amazing experiences. They are suddenly now like going through something and so you want to experience that with them. You want to see what that's happening and what that's going to do. And so it just like... I love the books that have the balance. I think Nick Stone does this very well. I think Sajni Patel does this. I think Farah Roshan does this. I think a lot of authors of color do this very well, especially when they're writing in a more contemporary genre. They bring the experiences of their brown and black and non-white characters into contemporary. And so you just, because it's reality, right? Because it's reality for Hannah to be dealing with these things while also falling in love because it's reality for Sajni Patel's Indian characters to be dealing with misogyny and the standards of beauty in India and the idea that you should only marry an Indian man, right? Like, it's reality and so reflecting that reality back and having that balance makes it a book really powerful and I really loved it. And there was also that little aspect of suspense with, okay, I'm going to butcher this. And for the rest of this episode, I'm going to just say Hannah's aunt. However, I'm going to attempt it once. Kawaba Kala. Okay, we've attempted it. I'm really sorry. Listen, I just... Sometimes words are hard. And my dad did not teach me Hindi or Bengali, so I cannot even attempt to pronounce that correctly. But... We get the suspense with Hannah's aunt's story, which was batshit crazy. And so that added another layer to the book. So basically what I'm trying to say is I have nothing bad to say about the writing. It was really good. The book accomplishes its goals really well. And I had such an amazing time reading it and I loved it. So now I'm very excited to get to jump in to the plot. So the book kicks off with the transcript of a podcast episode and I love that Hannah starts this podcast and that she's really like fully throwing herself into chasing her dreams of radio and podcasting and storytelling through that medium and like I said because we have a podcast episode we get to meet Stanley P and then we transition to working at the restaurant and we meet Aiden as Mr. Silver Shades and he really really likes the food which is a compliment but he's also kind of a stuck-up ass, and so there's that dynamic going on. And obviously, when you meet the two so early on, readers are like, well, they're going to be the same person. Like, that was not a surprise. I was expecting that. I was loving the dramatic irony of that. Like, it was great. And another thing that was great is we see really early on that... Hannah's parents are super open and accepting and just really want her to be happy. And so even though she's not pursuing a career that is stereotypically deemed okay by Daisy communities, 
you know, Hannah's not trying to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Her parents are super supportive and they listen to her radio stuff and they like want her to be happy and they don't expect her to take over the restaurant. Like I loved her parents and I loved the family aspect that she has and like you see that even though the restaurant is struggling and there's a lot of strain, there's not strain like in her family. Her family unit is so nice and lovely and I was so happy for her because the book actually starts and you see Hannah in a pretty good place. You know, like she's getting to co-produce the wrap-up and she absolutely kills it. But then things start happening with Aiden and the restaurant because he returns and he's like, I'm just here for the biryani because I really loved it the first time and I have to have it again. But then offers unsolicited business advice. So she's like, okay, right, fuck you. Like, we're enemies. I'm coming after you. And things start to get a little messy at work too because she lets Thomas in on an idea she has for a show and then they have to pitch it together which isn't going to go well because Thomas try as he might has a lot of growing to do and I would actually really love to see something from Thomas's point of view like he was a very minor character in this book but he's Indian and he's Christian and he's you know, like, just the thought process of that is really interesting to me. And so a character like that, I feel like, would be really interesting. But she's doing the whole show thing with him, and then she goes to pick up Rashid and her aunt from the airport. And so, of course, we run into Aiden, and Aiden is with... Fuck, I can't remember her name. Aiden is with the girl who he's like, oh, she's my publicist, and, like, she is his publicist, but there was history there, and whatever. She's with the girl, so Hannah's a little, like, freaked out and a little, like, doesn't really know what to do and what to think. And then we go straight to the first business owners association meeting that we see. And Aiden actually does really well and he's trying to, like, learn the community and, like, be a good person. But his dad's like, well, we're putting everybody in this ethnic slum out of business when he's brown. So it just makes no sense and blows up and then we see Hannah texting Stanley P for advice on how to take Aiden down and it's just a lie about what industry her family is in but the irony of this was not lost on me it was very funny I love that they were planning he was literally like okay yeah here's how you take me down and he didn't even realize it it was just it was very funny I loved that and then Hannah and Aiden actually do start to bond because they both love mint chip ice cream. And like I was saying about Thomas, interesting character because at the radio show, we're going to let Thomas, who's Christian, talk about Muslim radicalization. But Hannah, who's Muslim, has to do a story about Henna, which... Henna is lovely and all well and good. And I've read some good books about Henna. The Henna Wars was great. I just read A Match Made of Mendy, which was lovely. But if you're going to have anybody talk about radicalization, it should be the Muslim girl. She shouldn't have to be forced into the box of like, oh, because you're Muslim, you have to talk about Henna because it's like an acceptable topic for somebody like her to be talking like it's just such fucking bullshit and I was so mad for her in that moment because it's not fair she has 10 times the talent that Thomas has she is the better perspective to do this story and yet 
were not allowing her to. She just, the whole radio station, like, I was so happy for her that she was working at this radio station and she was getting to chase the dream that she loved, but also it sucked because she was in such a shitty working environment that, like, yeah, it just sucked for her. And then this is where we get, like, an introduction into her aunt's story. And so Hannah Ashley Lawrence's story here, which I think is, like, midway through the book, but we don't see it. We get this suspense because I wanted to know what this story was so bad it was this like legend it was why her aunt like wasn't talked to it was why Hannah didn't even really know she had this aunt like it was just so crazy and fun and I really really wanted to know and it was frustrating that we had to wait until basically the end of the book to find out but then she starts a smear campaign against Holistic Grill and she starts to feel guilty about all of her efforts to take the restaurant down. But she doesn't back off. And they're left in this really weird place where, like, she's still hanging out with Aiden. But she's very obviously trying to take down his restaurant. I mean, he's trying to take down hers, too. So it's a whole thing. But they go downtown. And they go to the CN Tower. But Aiden doesn't like... I can't remember if he doesn't like heights or if he is claustrophobic in the elevator. But... For some reason or another, he has a panic attack, and so you see Hannah taking care of him, and that was a really sweet moment, and I loved that, and, like, that was really the start of where you saw, like, this was seriously going to work between the two of them, because you see them in that, like, vulnerable moment, and you see how well they both handle it, and then as she's helping him, there's that whole, like, I like it when you're mean to me moment, and they get ice cream, and he gives her the radio keychain, and it's just so lovely and so of course racists have to ruin it because they get racially assaulted by drunk men and Rashid handles it really well because because and he takes a video of the incident and instead of just keeping that video for his protection he ends up posting it online which is a mess because yes there are people that are supportive but the people that are supportive are just supportive in online comments whereas the people that are not supportive do a lot they go to the golden crescent complex and paint hate crime graffiti everywhere that hannah has to end up cleaning up and there's a lot of negative mean comments and it's just like i said it was a mess. And the one thing I did appreciate about this moment in the book, though, was Hannah's reflection on the swastika because it's true. The swastika used to be a very religious symbol in India and it's still a thing. Like if you go to India in some places, you will see swastikas because they're a religious symbol and there's a lot of old buildings and then Hitler co-opted them and now they're this like symbol of white power and we don't support them. But I just appreciate it as somebody that's always had to grow up with the duality of like there's this religious symbol that some people in my family like not that they promote it or whatever but it's like I am exposed to both worlds and so I have to reckon with the fact that like Nazis took over this symbol and not that I care about the symbol that much it's just frustrating to know that they stole the symbol and now it's a symbol used for bad things when it could have been a symbol used for good and so I felt very represented it represented represented when Hannah was having that reflective moment and then 
She gets a tour of Holistic Grill, and Aiden was so nice because he made her biryani poutine, which kind of sounds like a mess, but honestly, I would be down to try it. I think I've heard of, like, butter chicken poutine before, so I feel like biryani poutine, like, wouldn't be that bad? I don't know. I would be down to try it, at least, especially if the enemies to lovers guy that I was also secretly texting and falling in love with via podcast comments made it for me like I would be very down but he makes her biryani routine which was lovely and then admits that a condition of his father's investment in his business was him putting another restaurant out of business oh and by the way he has feelings for her a lot goes down during this tour of a restaurant a lot goes down obviously It doesn't really go over well that he agreed to basically put her family's business out of business. So they have a fight. The fight is a catalyst for a little bit of good because Hannah does stand up to her boss. She loses her job, but she stands up to her boss and like realizes that she doesn't necessarily have to play the like good immigrant model minority game to get where she wants to be. Like she can do her own projects and live her own life and be an an amazing person. We have this good moment. So then, of course, the imam's wife, who has been sick, has to go and die. I was not okay. We didn't even know her that well, but just, like, the way it impacted the community was not okay. And then we go from that to Holistic Grill having a really good opening, and Aiden and Hannah decide that they are nothing but also everything, which was literally adorable. I loved it so much. They were so cute. And then... At this thing, we find out that sad auntie who has been visiting Hannah's aunt this entire time is Aiden's mom, and Aiden has thought that his mom was dead. And then Thomas has quit the radio station and helps Hannah on her project that she's working with Big J on, and Big J is an icon, and I love him, and he did not get enough praise from me during this episode, so we love him. And then Yusuf and Lily, who are Hannah's best friends, and I also have not talked about enough during this episode but they were lovely and amazing and I would love to read a spinoff about them. They eloped throughout all of this and then Aiden after the thing after the opening goes back to Vancouver and Stanley P is now reading her favorite book which was so hot oh my god the whole trope of like reading somebody's favorite book because they told you to so good I loved it so much. And then Secret Family History gets to make its debut on Big J's radio show. And we finally get to see the story of her aunt climbing a tree with a gun and threatening to shoot because she really didn't want to get married. And her aunt is a badass for that. And then Aiden finally figures out that they've been texting this whole time. And we have the Summer Festival, which despite protesters goes really, really well. Her mom is able to sell the restaurant to Rashid, and Rashid's super excited because he's going to be in the States and, like, getting to run a restaurant, and it's going to go really well. And Aiden learns about his mom, which actually, I was scared there was going to be a second fight where Aiden finds out that Hannah knew about his mom and didn't tell him earlier, but it works out pretty well. And so then we see the epilogue in the form of a transcript, of course, and we find out that Aiden and Hannah are married, 
And the fact that I missed out on not only the proposal, not only them saying I love you, but the wedding, like, I was not okay. Like, it was super cute to find out that they got married, but it was also super annoying because I wanted to see their wedding, I wanted to see all of it, and we don't get to see any of it, and so that's not okay. I was not okay with the ending of this book. And so to wrap up this episode, this book, if you cannot tell by how much I've already praised it, it was so good. I had such a fun time reading it. It was balanced because it was deep and funny and fluffy and humorous, but also like heavy and emotional and made you think and made you explore topics you didn't necessarily think about and the whole cast in the book is so supportive like I said Hannah has an amazing family unit and I was really appreciative of that she is such a badass her aunt is a badass I'm so mad we didn't get to see a proposal or a wedding or anything and I would pay to see that there should be a novella or something where we get to read that but I love this book. I need to figure out what else this author has written because I don't know. Like I'd heard of Hannah Khan Carries On, but I hadn't heard of anything else by the author. And so I need to figure it out and read more of her books because I had an amazing time with this one. So yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on Hannah Khan Carries On by Uzma Jalaluddin. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore My Take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.